helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to another episode of the Life Transformation Show, where we explore the many ways to transform our lives and overcome obstacles. Today's topic is when a child is bullied. In studio with me is Michael Hart, psychotherapist of Elim Counseling Services. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Denise. And uh, it's good to be back in studio today and to do this very important topic. I know that there are listeners out there who are dealing with this subject. You may be listening, you have a child who is being bullied, or maybe you suffered bullying yourself. And so this topic is not just an academic topic for you, it's an experiential topic, something you have experienced. And as a parent, you may be looking for tools like what can I do if my child is been bullied? And so, Denise, I think this topic is going to, you know, help parents and also help people who have been bullied to overcome and to deal with the, the, the trauma, if I might use that word, of bullying. Uh, sure, Michael. Uh, bullying is a topic that has gained a lot of attention in recent years. So let's get right into it. Can you tell us what constitutes bullying? Well, what is interesting is that bullying has been uh, has, has evolved to take on different forms. So, for example, today we have cyberbullying, whereas before in Maybe our time in going to school, there wasn't any, any cyber bullying. Of course, there was no internet. And so with, with the advent of the internet and electronics, there is now this new category of bullying that's called cyber bullying. And this is where people engage in bully, bullying behavior, such as sending threatening messages or posting hurtful comments online. So you have cyberbullying, but then you have also the, 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 the typical or, or the forms of bullying that has been around for hundreds of years. And this include hitting, pushing, uh, tripping, and other physical ways that, uh, a child does harm to another child. And in, in bullying today, we are talking about in the school context. So I think we should make that clear. And then you have also verbal bullying, where this includes name-calling, teasing, insulting, insulting, or other forms of verbal aggression that can cause emotional distress to a victim. That's a very important point you just made, Michael, and especially talking about uh, the new form of bullying, cyberbullying. But of course, you did mention that bullying is around for hundreds of years. So is there an example of bullying in the Bible? Yes, there is a story in the book of Genesis where we see an instance of verbal bullying. And this was directed towards Joseph by his older brothers. You see, in that story, the brothers were jealous of Joseph because of their father's favoritism towards him. And they, and this led them to mistreat him in various ways. So, for example, in Genesis 37, verse 5 to 8, we see that Joseph had a dream in in which he saw his brothers bowing down to him. And when he told his brothers about the dream, they were furious about it because they realized that 
Joseph was destined for greatness, and so they plotted to kill him. And in Genesis 37, 19 to 20, we see verbal bullying taking place there, where while Joseph was coming towards them, the brothers were talking among themselves and says, here comes the dreamer. And they even had talked about physically bullying him, where they, they, they plotted to kill him. So this belittling talk, calling him the dreamer, was an insulted, insultive way of referring to their brother. So I think that's a biblical example of bullying, and we see many of those forms of bullying happening in the world today. That's a great example, Michael. And uh, so what are the consequences of bullying? Yeah, so when a child is bullied, I think there are a number of things that happen to that child. And a, a child starts suffering psychological harm, for example. And so the child may start uh, failing in their academic work. They develop academic problems. They may have uh, difficulty concentrating. And as a result of that, they fail to meet deadlines for schoolwork. There can also be decreased attendance in school because when a child is bullied, they feel uh, this, this anxiety about going to school. So we talk about physical harm uh, earlier on. So children who are fearful, maybe they have been hit, maybe they suffer cuts and bruises. And so they're literally in fight or flight mode. And the consequences of that is that when they think of the physical harm that is happening to them or the verbal, the verbal abuse that they will have to go through at school, they are reluctant to go to 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 go to school and they have a lot of anxiety around that. Oh Michael, as you talk about physical harm, I remember the maxim we would often recite when I was in elementary school. It goes something like this stick and stones can break my bones, but words don't bother me. What do you think about this statement? Well, I think that's a false statement because words do have tremendous impact on children. So yes, stick and stones leave physical marks such as bruises that I refer to that will be healed eventually. But when you have a verbal uh, insults and belittling statements that made that is made by bullies towards children, many of these children suffer also emotional harm. And so this emotional harm can lead to anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and victims, as I said before, may develop this fear of going to school or socializing with others. So uh, that statement that stick and stones may break my bones, but words don't bother me was something we recited in school. But it's not true. Words have tremendous impact and can lead to a number of mental illnesses. Oh, that's so true, Michael. Words are very important and um, can really affect uh, people. So I would imagine that if a child is depressed or fearful of going to school, it may impact their ability to do well academically. Is this the case? 
Yes, and when when a child is in fight or flight mode, as I mentioned, they're in survival mode. And when you're survival, uh, according to to psychology, you don't think about uh, future things. You don't think about what you want to be when you graduate from school. You are going to school in survival mode each day. You're more more focused on just how can I get over get through today whereas to flourish academically there needs to be this sense that there is a future and that you're planning to excel in the future so if you're in survival mode it's very hard for you to be thinking i need to study to pass this exam because i want to be let's say i want to be a doctor later on in life many children just give up and and so this their academical work starts academic life starts suffering as a result of that your explanation paints a very serious picture of the effect of bullying. So this brought this question about uh, prevalence to my mind. How common is bullying? Unfortunately, bullying is very common. I, w- I wish I could say that it's on the decrease or that it's, it's not very common, but about one in five child is bullied at some time during their, their, their school years. According to a 2021 report from the National Center for Educational Statistics, about 20% of students ages 12 to 18 experience bullying in the 2019 to 2020 school year. The same report said that the most common form of bullying was verbal harassment. And then this is closely followed by social harassment. This is where uh, uh, children are isolated from groups and made to feel shunned. And then that's followed by physical Bullying, cyberbullying, as that we talked about earlier on, is also a growing problem, according to 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 some studies. And according to the 2020 report from the Cyberbullying Research Research Center, 36.5 percent of students ages 12 to 17 reported experiencing bullying. So, unfortunately, Dennis, it it's very it's very common, and cyberbullying seems to have led to an increase in the incidence of bullying. Oh, that statistics is alarming, definitely. So what are some of the signs that a child may be experiencing bullying? That's such a good question, Denise, because I I think a lot of times... parents are unaware that their children are being bullied. So it's important for us to look for the signs. But I would say even before looking for some of these signs, it's important to have a close dialogue with your child about what's going on at school. And you may not come out and ask directly, are you bullying? Because sometimes children are reluctant to to speak of bullying when it is done in such a direct way. But you can talk to the child about his day. So I think the, the first thing that parents can do is to have a very close relationship with their children where they ask about their, their school, school day. 
what's your favorite part of the day today? What is it that you enjoy the most? And then you let the child talk. And when they're in this talkative mode, you can go to what is it that you le- that you enjoyed the least? Who do you get along? Or you can ask questions like, who's your best friend at school? Uh, who is it that you, you, you get along with the least? Or someone there that caused you... Uh, to be unhappy. And so as you begin to ask questions like these, children begin to open up and begin to to, to talk about what's happening. So some of the other signs may include behaviors such as withdrawing or becoming anxious or depressed. They may have also relapsed in some childhood behavior where they start wetting the bed again after years of not doing so. This can be a sign of extreme stress or there may be changes in their sleeping or their eating patterns and they may have injuries that 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 is unexplained or loss or damaged belonging so if you're seeing your children missing books or missing uh other things that they take to school like their their lunch bag or containers that they took to school it might be a sign that they are being bullied so th- so things like injuries lost or damaged belongings can be a sign of bullying Sure. This must be very, very hard for parents, uh, Michael. I can can just imagine how the parents feel when they see uh, signs of uh, bullying happening in their own children's life, you know. So what should a parent do if they suspect that their child is being bullied? Well, I think the first thing is, is to, to take it very seriously. It, it's it's important to, to to realize as we talked earlier on Dennis about the serious impact of bullying. Parents should take this seriously. And un- unfortunately, I have seen uh, adults who were bullied as children who say that their parents say to them, you have to learn to fight back. You have to learn to be tough. You know, you need to, to, to learn to bear this because this is what the real world is about. And I think comments like that are not helpful. So parents should be able to help their children or should endeavor to help their children deal with the bullying situation. So parents can reach out to the school and ask for assistance in addressing the situation. So if your child opens up to you about being bullying, it's important not to tell, not to let them feel that it's their problem, but for you to, 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 to intervene and to talk with the school about what's happening. And for sure, Michael, they can also come and see you who can also help in this situation. I think that's a good point because there are sometimes, Denise, when when children are bullied to the extent that they're suffering extreme anxiety and stress, that it's important for them to get professional help. And this is where I think seeing a, a therapist is a very important part of helping them to deal with the psychological pain that the, the, their child has been subjected to. Michael 
Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on a very important topic, when a child is bullied. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So Michael, let's move along. What are some of the strategies uh, parents can use to help their child cope with bullying? One important strategy is to teach their child coping skills, such as deep breathing or positive self-talk. Because a lot of time, especially when we talk about the the most uh, common form uh, being you know, cyberbullying and verbal bullying, I think it's important to help the child to, to fight back against these negative self-concepts, these, the, these uh, demeaning things that they're coming to believe about themselves. So deep breathing exercises or mindfulness exercises is a way of helping the child to deal with the stress of being bullied. But I think positive self-talk is a way of helping the child to be able to reframe or come up with a different way of looking at themselves instead of what the bullies are trying to get them to believe. Because as you can understand, Denise, if, if a child is being told that, you know, they are stupid at school or being made to feel that they are, they are no good and they don't fit in and that they're ugly, that you must have some kind of way of counteracting that as a parent to develop the child's self-esteem. Definitely self-talk. It's really, really will help children. Yes. Uh, so, yes, I think that's so important, Dennis, because that, that's very helpful. And parents can also help their child to build a support system, such as through involvement in extracurricular activities or co- are connecting with supportive peers because a lot of times bullies will pick on the child that's isolated, the child that look as if they have no friends and that they are somehow alone. And so as parents, if you can involve your child in extracurricular activities or connecting with supportive peers, like inviting friends to a birthday party at your home for your child is a way of getting to know others and to connect with peers. And so as parents, we can play an active role in helping our children connect by facilitating interaction with their peers. For sure. And for some children, uh, because of getting bullied at school, uh, they are afraid to go to school. So parents have to uh, pay attention to those signs. And so what should a parent do if a child is uh, so afraid to go to school uh, because he's experiencing this? 
Well, I think it's important to find out the cause of the fear. And sometimes children do not come out right away and say, I am afraid because I am being bullied. But if a child is displaying extreme anxiety about going to school, you can begin to suspect that there might be something, something wrong. So you may, uh, you may, uh, if the child is not willing to talk about, you can have a talk with the teacher to explain what you're seeing and ask the teacher to keep an eye out for what might be causing your child stress. And some of the parents that I have encouraged to use this strategy, the teacher will pick up on the fact that this child is being isolated or this child is being bullied on the playground because they're now looking out for it as a result of the parent talking with them about the child anxious behavior. That's a very good point, Michael. Communication with the uh, teachers and uh, principals, guidance counselors at the school. Those things are very, very important for parents. Yes. And and it's very important. If a child, if a parent suspects that their child has been bullied, there are other steps as well that they can take. And so one is to listen and validate their child's feeling. So if your child is being bullied, it's important for parents to listen to their child without judgment. Don't tell them that they need to be tough. Don't tell them that they need to fight back. Listen and validate their with what the child is feeling. And they should reassure the child that they are not alone and that they, as parents, you are there to help. Another thing that uh, I referred to earlier was to get the school involved. Talk to school official. Parents should, should contact their child's school and inform them about situations where bullying has been brought to their attention. Because if you do not intervene, the bullying will go, uh, will continue undetected and the child will continue to suffer more and more, uh, mental anguish and even academic failure. And encourage your child to speak up. Encourage your child to have a voice and to tell teachers or counselors uh, or other trusted adults in the school if they are being being bullied. And so these are very important strategies if your child is being bullied. These are great strategies, Michael. I can hear you saying that parents should have compassion on their children um, in helping them to deal with this. Uh, So, how can we empower our children to, um, to be advocates against bullying? Yes, and I guess for that you're asking not just the children who are being bullied, because you might be listening to this show and you're saying, well, thank God my child is not being bullied. But I guess this question about teaching our children to be advocate includes all children. Uh, children who are not being bullied can be tremendous advocates against bullying in in an important way to help prevent bullying and create a safer environment for everyone uh, involved. So here are some of the ways that you can do this. So even if your child is not being bullied, you can teach empathy and kindness. Tell your child stories about bullying and how bullying makes someone feel and how the person who has been bullied, how they feel. And so this child can develop 
empathy towards the, the person who are being bullied. And so these bystanders who often stand and laugh at children who are being bullied, they actually empower the bullies when they stand there and they laugh at what's being done to the child who is being bullied. So even if your child is not being bullied, teaching them to be an advocate in a way that they don't, don't stand around and laugh at what is being happened, but that they practice empathy and kindness to let the bully know that what they're doing it's not something that is funny or something that is 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 socially acceptable that's a great point michael um empathy uh, will get you through this world as uh the children grow you know they'll they'll need that in life also Yes, because even in romantic relationship, being able to empathize with a partner and to put yourself in what in the in the place of what another person is feeling is important. And so encourage uh, bystander intervention. So if your child is not being bullied and they're witnessing someone being bullied, these children are witnesses to what's taking place. And if children can, if you can teach your child to be advocate to tell you what's going on and to talk to adults about what's going on, then you can you have an, uh, an obligation to, to, to intervene if you hear about a child through your child who has been bullied in, uh, in serious ways or been harmed at school, because a safer school environment is better for everyone involved. So children who witness bullies can help to prevent, to prevent it by speaking up and intervening. And I don't mean intervening in a way that they're going to get in a fight with the bully, but just even reporting what they have seen to a teacher in, in, in a way that, in an anonymous way, right? They can say that this is what is taking place because what end up happening in a lot of bullying situations is that the teachers just have no idea of what is going on because they can't see everything on the playground, True. And so parents and teachers also, you know, can create a culture of respect uh, in the school. Uh, uh, so inclusivity uh, pr- promotes inclusivity and positive values such as respect and kindness, acceptance of differences. Uh, this, this can help also in the school. Yes, I think that's a very important point. And another thing that we can do is to provide educational report, children resources, I should say, educational resources, because children need to be educated about what bullying is, how to recognize it, and what to do if they are someone they know is being bullied. Parents and teachers should be able and, and can provide resources and materials to help children to help children uh, deal with bullying and its impact. Another way uh, that they possibly can do this too is to celebrate diversity. Uh, So children should be encouraged to embrace and celebrate differences in themselves and in others. And parents and teachers can create opportunities for children to learn about different cultures and backgrounds and celebrate diversity through multicultural events, activities and discussions um, in the school. That's such a good point, Denise, because by doing so and, and, and practicing uh, 
you know, this, this acceptance of, of everyone. It, the school becomes a united community and there are less instances for, for bullying. So I think all of these things that we have mentioned here is a way of empowering children to, to be advocates against bullying and to create a safer, inclusive environment for everyone. Well, we've come close to the end of the show, Michael. Uh, so thank you for sharing your expertise on this important topic. Uh, this has been another great episode of the Life Transformation Show. So tune in next time for more insights and strategies uh, to transform your life. Yes, and thank you, Denise, for those uh, questions that help us to illuminate this topic and discuss it in a way that's meaningful. It's good to have you as a co-host here instead of doing it solo. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Show. We want to take this opportunity, uh, Denise and I, to remind you that we are on the air every Monday morning at 930 and so you can find out more about our Christ-centered ministry by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com, or by calling us at 613-699-1677. We would be delighted to hear from you. If you have missed the first part of today's show, you can listen to it by going to our YouTube channel as well. Just type in Elim Counseling Ministry in YouTube and you will see over 300 podcasts that we have done. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And your co-host, Denise Hart. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.